Welcome to Days or Update for October 30th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. And I'm Brandon Perkins. Yeah, two-man crew this week, but we have yep. plenty of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a bunch of dates for things that are happening here over the next couple of months, as well as some stuff for early next year, mm-hmm. uh, as well as one, I I wouldn't call it revered, uh, mm-hmm. 3D platformer. They got a bit of a re-release earlier this year. Is finally coming to more yeah. platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we'll tell you about, uh, as well as we found out one of the the projects from CD Projekt Red is going uh-huh. to be. We'll tell you about mm-hmm. that, as well as some cool archive.org news. Yep, and some Rocksteady Studio news, and we'll end with another dunk on Activision Blizzard. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, before we get to that, we'll talk about what we've been playing. Mm. Uh, and I'll kick it off here. Uh, I've been playing some Signalis. I did a stream for that on... That would have been Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll talk about more of that after you talk about it. Since mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've played more than I have. Yeah. Uh, for that. But uh, other stuff I've been playing. Rocket League. Uh, still working on the Halloween event stuff for that. That mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to finishing. I've got most everything. It's yeah. more just everything else hmm. uh, for that. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Also finished up Costume Quest 2. Finished it up on Thursday. A uh, little bit longer than the original game, but mm-hmm. uh, makes some some good upgrades in terms of combat to yeah. make it a more a more replayable game. Less little tedious than uh, the original game was. Although I'd say maybe the, the story is maybe a little less interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, though you wouldn't necessarily expect it as a game about a fascist dentist mm-hmm. uh, who wants to go back in uh, time, I guess, to get something that lets him go to the future and destroy Halloween. Mm. Whereas Halloween is a great thing for dentists, I guess, because it's mm-hmm. great business. Yeah. Uh, for all that, but yeah, that's been uh, mostly it for what I've been playing. So, how about you, Brandon? Uh, well, like you, I've also been playing Signals, but unlike you, I've also been playing it longer than you have. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so essentially, the uh, overall sort of premise of the game is that you are a Replicant, which is exactly what it means. You're a synthetic humanoid who has uh, wakes up from cryosleep on a on a uh, crashed spaceship, which has crashed on this snowy planet somewhere out in the middle of nobody knows the galaxy. Uh, you wake up. You're the only person who's still there in the ship. The ship is completely abandoned. Um, you get out of it, and you eventually make your way into what looks to be something akin to like a colony or a mining operation um, that has drilled itself into this planet. And by the time you get there, it's pretty obvious that something really off has happened. Um, So most of the other synthetic humanoids of different class of the other different classes, a lot of them have already been, I don't want to necessarily say call them zombies because they don't really want to eat you or anything, but 
they're extremely homicidal and basically are constantly trying to kill anything that isn't them. Um, you um, do run into a couple of survivors, but most of them are about as in the dark about the cause as you are. Um, there are a lot of uh, things about the game that are the there are a lot of things that are that the world building gives you that is very sort of suggestive um first and foremost the the government that you work for is obviously some kind of vaguely totalitarian type of government that seems to have expanded its influence through most of the earth and through a lot of the galaxy and it's very interesting like like one of the things the game sort of presents you um pretty much everything in the game is either in english german or mandarin um and it seems to suggest some sort of supranational organization of some kind the flag that they use is very reminiscent of the uh, the German Democratic Republic or East Germany, as people used to call it. Um, except in this, the version of their flag, instead of having the uh, uh, hammer and compass that the old East German flag had, they have it replaced with like a mounted telescope. Um, but there's like a bunch of like propaganda posters everywhere, most of which are in German. Um, Considering that, you know, Rose Engine, the people who developed the game, is a German company, that kind of makes sense. Um, and essentially, what you're trying to do in the game is you're a replicant who's trying to find someone else. And I'm not sure if they're also a replicant or if they're a human, but it's somebody that you met in the past. They're telling you in flashbacks to, quote-unquote, remember our promise, and you're trying to find them. But... um you're you're yeah, the gameplay wise it's very reminiscent of like old school resident evil i mean unlike resident evil where it's like you know uh these pre graded um environments in like various weird camera angles um this game is entirely like isometric so i wouldn't say it's isometric it's more top downish well it's top downish from an angle yeah. I guess you could say. Um, so, you know, you're not having to deal with, like, weird controls. It makes the shooting a lot easier. Yeah, the shooter, shooting is definitely a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> now, like, Resident Evil, you're just like, am I aiming the right way? Yeah. I don't know. You got, like, a light, uh, a laser on your gun at all times. Mm-hmm. You can also yeah. move while you're shooting. You can also mm-hmm. turn 360 pretty easily. Yeah. And it also has a lock on. Mm-hmm. I tell you, like, up front, like, oh, yeah, this... Square box, uh, as it gets smaller, your aim is better. Mm-hmm. If there's an X in it, it means you don't have a shot. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, um, yeah, so, yeah, and also like uh, old school um, Resident Evil, you've got some mechanical puzzles you got to deal with, a lot of which involves finding a bunch of miscellaneous key cards. Um, but, um, You've also got some other ones like, you know, emptying out like a reservoir or, uh, you know, trying to turn the power back on on a push box or stuff like that. Um, And there are the others that are more 
like weirdly <laughs> mythological and eccentric, like trying to find a bunch of cards that are like named after the elements or whatever, or attaching yeah. an astral or like the later on. One That's of like the, the most Resident Evil part where you're like, oh, I need five keys and they're all named after yeah. like water, air, this stuff. And one of them is actually a blank key card that you have to take to a machine and actually like carve out the right pattern on it. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a later puzzle like where you have to attach like an astrolabe to like, a shrine box and stuff like that. And one of the other things it does is something kind of akin to like Silent Hill Room or any of the like later stage Silent Hill games where it goes into like this uh, first person mode where you're going through like these dream fugue stakes um, and, uh, you know, exploring, you know, like some like, for example, what your character's like old office or, you know, a train or a classroom in a school, you know, stuff like that. Um, and the other thing you'll also notice is a lot of HP Lovecraft and the King in Yellow references. Um, the One of the very first things you find in this game is literally a old Mandarin edition of the King in Yellow by Robert W. Chambers. Um, and uh, there's, like, lots of quotes from the... Um, the beginning of that book, uh, there's quotes from Lovecraft, quotes from the Old Testament, stuff like that. Um, and it all suggests a lot, but I'm not really completely sure exactly what's going on. It's very obvious that they may have just unlocked something in this mind that's like slowly corrupting the place, which is like my best guess, but. Yeah, that's about the best I can guess from it. Um, but I'm not done with it, obviously. I'm still playing, but um, it definitely gets more Silent Hilly as you go on. Because once you get to a certain part in the mine, it starts turning into like a bunch of like rusty metal and meat everywhere. Um, and it's like... Yeah, something something very wrong has happened here. But uh, other than that, I'm also playing uh, Persona 5 Royal, which is the sort of updated, perfected version of Persona 5. And I played Persona 5 back when it originally came out and loved it, obviously. But even here, like right off the bat, I can tell that there are some major differences in this version. For one thing, they've got a whole new character that they actually added to the story. Um, and she ends up showing up much earlier, which doesn't like seriously alter the story, but it does alter it enough that it makes the character make sense. Um, there's also like a lot more cut scenes available and new character graphics as well. Um, Overall, it looks a lot. It looks they somehow took a game that was already like damn near perfect and made it better. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, yeah, I do want to go back to Signalis. I think yeah, it's sure. a it's a smart evolution of what the original Resident Evil games were. Yeah, uh, they don't get to a lot of the obtuse stuff that those games would feel like if you just played them for the first time now. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the store needs this symbol thing, and you're like, "What the fuck is that? Where would I get that?" 
Yeah. Uh, even and here everything, at least in the the first two hours or so, which I think I just got the the first of those elemental keys mm-hmm. that you need for the big door. Yeah. And that is uh, a thing that's all throughout. I was like, these puzzles are all pretty uh, simple. And once you get an item, uh, because the the inventory stuff is very limited, mm. uh, it's six items. Yeah, you can only have six items. And actually, one of the things about the game that is kind of neat is that is the gameplay and story integration. Because, like, literally nobody in that whole setting is allowed to keep more than six items on their person. It's like an actual law yeah, that you have like, to follow. Which like, that's very weird. Yeah. There's also, uh, like, you know, they make it that, you know, the reason the tutorial is the way it is is because, you know, replicants, when they first come to, they basically have to be taught every little single thing to function properly because they take things very literally. So... Yeah. yeah, and probably especially more than any, especially compared to the Resident Evil games, the map, the map yeah. is so superior in just about yeah. every way. Um, because the only the real map- issue I have with it is that by default you can't move it around. No, you have just to press there. a button. Yeah, and it's like just let me move it. Yeah, uh, but they tie up and down to mm-hmm. moving to the other parts of the uh, the pause menu. Yeah, so, you know, like your... Uh, I feel like you could just have other buttons do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they tie it into, like, also your inventory, and also, like, with the original people, it's how you see what your health is like. Yeah. Um, it also, and I'm not sure if you've gotten the radio thing yet, um, yeah. but, yeah, so it also ties into, like, operating your radio. Um, also, it keeps track of like all the documents you've read up to that point, so you can go yeah, back. So you can and, more easily see like what was that code I needed. Yeah, because uh, early on, it's like you get the just keep finding these messages like uh, somebody hacked into the 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 password thing for mm-hmm. this safe. Uh, so yeah. we're just gonna keep it at the the default one. You're like, okay, well, yeah. what's that? And you find another note. It's like, yeah, here's what the original, or you find the manual for that safe. Yeah, it's like here's what the code is. You're like, um. Yeah. Pull it pretty easily. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you've gotten to it yet, but there's like a ocular module that you'll get that'll allow you to take like uh, more or less take like photographs, at least six of them at a time. Um, So for like some of the more visual oriented puzzles, they'll you'll be able to keep track of some of that stuff. Um, Or just take screenshots. Yeah. Or you can just take screenshots. You can also do that. (laughs) Um, I get why they probably do that because you're not always able to do that on some of these platforms. Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, but uh, going back to the map, the great thing about the map is that it shows you pretty much like it, it doesn't leave you constantly guessing. It shows you, yeah. you know, doors. Anything that's locked that you missed, it's like, yeah. here's where that was. Yeah. It's, and, it, this, and it labels it too. Yeah. And any doors that you've encountered, it keeps track of like, is it permanently locked so you can't go to it? Is it locked with a key that you need to get to or have you not even used it yet you know it'll yeah. keep that in too and um yeah just in general it keeps track of all the important stuff so you're not constantly having to like backtrack you know trying to just get your bearings um yeah. the only real issue i have with it is it doesn't necessarily uh there's some like it should do better showing you like which keys goes to which doors yeah, because you get get to areas where it's like, oh, I got multiple keys I need to find. 
mm-hmm. and it can be a little bit hard to be like, oh yeah, I need to go all the way back here. Yeah, to find that thing. Yeah. Have you gotten the flashlight yet? No. Okay. Yeah. So you do get a flashlight module that you attach to yourself, um, because eventually there are some rooms that are actually like pitch black that you can't yeah. see. And well, the thing, the game, the the lockdown that they have in place basically keeps all uh, doors that are in darkness from opening. So, you know, if you go into a room that is like pitch black and there's another door there, you can't go through it. Um, yeah, but, just like Costume Quest. Yeah. I know that's where they get their inspiration from. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, the enemies. Um, they don't stay dead permanently. Yeah, that was annoying to find out. Yeah, that's, like, that's also kind of old school Resident Evil as well. Yeah, um, I feel like you should, uh, once you kind of get used to the shooting, you should only shoot them if they are in your way. Yeah. Uh, you can actually set them on fire. Uh, you get like some flares and like a flare gun later on that you can use that will burn them. But um, the the, you know, Ammo for that stuff is few and far between, so you got to use it wisely. Um, yeah, I sort of feel like I should only use the guns. Basically, if I have like extra of it to yeah. whittle down to when I have a full clip, and then just try not to use it if I don't have to. Yeah, because that's just extra ammo is extra spots in your yeah. inventory, and, and you're like, also gonna want to save some of your ammo too, because we'll have bosses that you'll have to go up against. Yeah. Have, I, have you already encountered one of them? The, uh, no. I, okay, yeah, so the first boss you run into is a mining unit, which is in, like, this big bulky suit with, like, a like a mining laser that they carry around. Um, but, uh, and then there's some freaky ones that are later on, but, yeah, there are bosses here. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just in general, it's a really, it's a very good game. Um, yeah, I I do like it a good bit. Yeah. Uh, the enemies very much are like Silent Hill enemies and that they kind of just shapeless, you know, faceless yeah. enemies. I mean, the, the first ones you encounter straight up look the nurses from Silent Hill, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, the inspiration's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Combat's pretty decent for what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that. It's, they're like, I should, when you knock them down, just run up and like kick them. You can. And, like knock them out. I mean, like, you can. That is what they, what you do when they fall down. You just run over and. Which is unfortunate. It doesn't knock them down for that long. No. Because uh, you'll, they'll usually get back up like your second or third time visiting that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're still running around for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I see like one of the main like uh, choke points is the, the elevator. Mm-hmm. Where, like the first key card you get to take you up to one of the other areas, mm-hmm. you know, it eats up because it's like, oh, that's that person's dead. You're not. You shouldn't have that. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm stuck here for a bit uh, to figure all that out. But yeah, the yeah, they just do a lot of things to remove a lot of friction that like the old Resident Evil games would have, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're playing in this day and age. And I think that's that's a good thing. And in spite of, you know, the sort of polygonal 
graphics it uses, it's still surprisingly creepy. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, from what I've seen so far, though, uh, it kind of peaked when I ran into a room where literally enemies were just spawning into the room. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, fuck this. Because <laughs> uh, I did not did not need that shit. I just liked, mm-hmm. oh, there's a dead body here that will probably come alive at some point. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes, but yeah, it does a pretty good job of uh, doing what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of basic gist of that. It's on Game Pass as well as I think at least PlayStation and PC. I forget if it's on Switch or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be. Mm-hmm. I'll double check real quick. Yeah, it's on Switch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well it runs there, uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it was surprising to see that this was a German studio because it is very much anime styled mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And I was like, huh, is this like a? Then I started running manuals like. Okay, this is German. Is it mm-hmm. just one of those weird anime where they're just like, oh, it takes place in a German world? Nope. Or something like that. Yeah, Rose Engine is a German company. So Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's uh Signalis. Uh pretty solid game. Check out if you're into like old school Resident Evil style stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a bit of anime to it. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, that is uh I guess it for this. Uh, what we've been playing yeah uh, so let's get over to uh, it's a new month coming up mm-hmm. uh, so you got subscription stuff happening mm-hmm. uh, particularly uh, for PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold yeah we have the new lineups for those services and mm-hmm. for PlayStation Plus uh, they have some good ones here mm-hmm. uh, first up here Neo 2 and Neo 2 Remastered uh, yeah Neo 2 is the PS4 version mm-hmm. Remastered is the PS5 version uh, those are souls likes, uh, but okay. set in uh, like feudal Japan. Uh, the say here the early Sengoku period, mm-hmm. uh, where you're fighting a lot of Japanese demons and uh, sort of folklore creatures, yokai, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. as well as some samurai and bosses and such that tie into Japanese history. Yep. Uh, so there you go. You get to check that out. The these games will be available on November 1st, since this is uh, one of the months out of the year where that lines up perfectly mm-hmm. at the start of the month. Uh, let's see. Next up, there's Lego Harry Potter Collection for the PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, Lego games uh, featuring the Harry Potter. Uh, seems like all seven years slash books uh, that uh, are all in the early Lego form, so no... You know, talking from the Legos mm-hmm. there, so you can check that out, and then hopefully not have to check out the other Harry Potter game coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one here, Heavenly Bodies for the PS4 and PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, uh, this one is kind of a physics uh, game as mm-hmm. a, a kind of a space explorer that is floating around in space, and you're kind of getting around. Uh, using your sort of physics to move around and get around these different scenarios and mm-hmm. solve puzzles and such. So that was supposed to be a pretty neat game. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, it's a pretty good month there. Mm-hmm. In, contrast to, in contrast to that, there is Games with Gold, mm-hmm. uh, which seems like an all right month at best. 
Uh, for November 1st to the 30th, there's Praetorians HD Remaster. And that is a remaster of an RTS game from sometime in the past. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was one that was uh, big at all mm-hmm. uh, from back in the day. But yeah, that's uh, one of those more older school uh, sort of RTS there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And the other game available on November 16th to December 15th is Dead End Job. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, let's see here. I guess more of like a beat em up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's what that is. Yeah, it's like top down, uh, you're playing co op, uh, or you might be shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little hard to get from what these screenshots are showing. Yeah, I think you're more shooting stuff, but yeah. looks all right. Mm-hmm. I guess when I've had my own a little bit, but never really pulled the trigger on it, so. Yeah, there you go. You can mm-hmm. check those two games out. Uh, but yeah, doesn't seem like they're putting that much into uh, getting these games on games mm-hmm. of gold at this point. So, unfortunately, there you go mm-hmm. uh, for November. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start getting to uh, some dates here for games that are looking neat. First up here is McPixel 3. Mm. Uh, will be out November 14th for Xbox, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the follow-up to the original McPixel, yep. where they just made the second game uh, the third. Mm-hmm. If you haven't played the original, it's basically WarioWare, but MacGyver-themed. Mm. Uh, so you got dude in some sort of point where a bomb will go off, and you got to figure out whatever absurd uh, way of solving that problem. Mm. Or you can go for joke endings that yeah. <laughs> maybe don't go the way you want, or mm-hmm. maybe do. Who knows? But uh, they do mention over 900 hilarious gags in 100 mm-hmm. mind-blowing levels. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, also says 258,924,600 pixels. Mm-hmm. Uh, works on your mom's computer as a key feature. And Steve and a water level. So, yeah. There you go for what kind of thing to expect here, but it's being published by Devolver Digital. Uh, yeah, that's November 14th. Uh, mm-hmm. One to keep an eye on if you're into very weird, silly games. Yeah. <laughs> and the opposite of that is Summerland, Summerville. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a game from uh, the studio Jump Ship, founded by Dino Patti, former CEO of Limbo and Inside Developer Playdead. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar kind of a style and atmosphere here, mm. uh, but featuring sort of an alien invasion of sorts uh, that is uh, involving this family, uh, two parents and a child who are mm. trying to get through uh, to safety. Uh, so that looks neat. That'll be out November 15th, uh, only on Xbox and PC uh, for the time being, and that will also be on Game Pass. So. Mm. Something to check out as that one's been a, a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was revealed at E3 last year uh, during one of Jeff Keighley's streams. And so, yeah, that looks neat. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep an eye out for also happening in November, uh, Sable will be out for PS5 November 29th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get that kind of open world adventure, uh, stylish kind of. Uh, uh, exploration game uh, fixed on the PS5. 
Uh, that's that's a game that I liked a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely recommend it if you have a PS5 and haven't had a chance to to play it on Xbox at all. So mm-hmm. definitely one to keep an eye on there. Oh yeah. And, and uh, that's it for November. Uh, for December, uh, first up here, Swordship. Mm-hmm. I think I got delayed a little bit earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, finally coming out December 5th uh, for all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and Switch and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a neat-looking game. They have a demo out now on Steam for people who want to check it out. Uh, it is basically, they call it like a, uh, what do they call it here? Specifically, I think it's a shoot 'em up like uh, But, yeah, you're it's like a shmup, but you don't shoot. Mm-hmm. So I think the lore reason is that it takes too much... Uh, uh, space and weight on your ship, so you gotta you drop it. You just essentially, uh, as you're flying around on the water here, as enemies are trying to shoot you and whatnot, you're trying to use their attacks to kill each other, uh, the other enemies that are around. So I played a little bit of the demo and thought it was pretty neat. And like the early stuff I was seeing, like an enemy that just drops bombs, and you see like little uh, red circles. Uh, they drop three at a time. Uh, for where their explosions are going to be, and you just try and line them up to some of the enemies that you can't kill directly mm-hmm. uh, to get them blown up. And then there's some that are turrets, and they follow you around with a big red laser, and you just try and, when they lock it in, uh, either get it to not shoot where you're going to be at or shoot at enemies, that kind of stuff. Mm. And so along the way, you're trying to catch these containers that include uh, money or Whatever you need to upgrade your ship. Uh, So you're trying to collect that stuff and deposit it. Uh, I was playing the demo and got none of them. It was just a lot of chaos going on. So Mm -hmm. a lot of skill needed there. But that is uh, a game that people should definitely keep an eye on if that interests them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the the demo's out now on Steam. So you can check that out early. Uh, Let's see. And we... The only other date we have here is for Wolong Fallen Dynasty. They finally announced a date of March 3rd, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people can uh, finally check that out as it's the the newest uh, Team Ninja game mm-hmm. that uh, very much is like, hey, what if we have uh, more of an open world to explore for this mm-hmm. Souls-like? Yeah. Uh, though the Souls-like-ish... Uh, Elements are go beyond like what the Neo games had. Mm. Going to have uh, jump buttons and uh, more sort of uh, parries and all those kinds of abilities to be a bit more of an action game mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, the demo kind of showed off a lot of that. Yep. Uh, so that could be pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's on uh, all the Playstations, Xboxes, and PC. I believe it'll also be on Game Pass at launch. So. That'll be another game coming out in the first three months of the year mm-hmm. uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, so, yeah, there you go for yep. that. Some big stuff there. Uh, and then following that up, R-Type Final 3 got announced. Uh, R-Type Final 3 Evolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be published in the West by NIS America. Mm. Uh, be out spring 2023. Uh, it's for the PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the time being, as uh, like an upgraded version. It's essentially R-Type Final 2, but with extra stuff on top of it. Yep. As uh, they say here, 
where is it at? Yeah, Unit's R Type Final Two, you know, mm-hmm. the seven exclusive stages made by Kazuma Koju himself, I believe the creator of R Type. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the first stage pass downloadable content, new ships, and multiplayer mode for up to six players. Mm-hmm. Fully remade in Unreal Engine 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's. Uh, Get you a bunch of new stuff, more shooter goodness there. Oh yeah, as uh, that that last game, our type final two just has a lot of a lot of content in it. Oh yeah, it's just kind of absurd at a at a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's the third our type final game. Mm-hmm. The original was announced because that was the last one they were going to make. Yep, another on the third of that. Mm-hmm. So good job. Yep, uh, and they also coincided that with announcing our type tactics one two. Cosmos, mm-hmm. uh, that is a collection of those two games, which were mm-hmm. PSP games, I believe. Yep. That uh, were, hey, what if we made our type but a strategy game, turn-based strategy game? Mm-hmm. We had sort of a hex grid of uh, enemies and your own ships that were taking shots. Uh, I never really played it, but it seemed like a neat concept and reviewed pretty well, so it should be pretty good, and they've essentially remade all of that live uh, for PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Uh, and mm-hmm. so you get uh, all that content plus some extra stuff. Let me see what else here they said is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you got multiple campaigns. Uh, you get online play with that. Uh, you get hundreds of ships and levels to choose from between both games. Mm-hmm. On branching missions and a new third campaign. Uh, that is uh, a part of this. So you get some a good amount of new stuff as well for this series that uh, is one of those nice little spin-off games that you wouldn't expect out of a shmup series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what else is here? Bethesda, they've been doing this Fallout 25 sort of anniversary thing for the past month or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just announcing new stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly, like, hey, if you get into Fallout 76. There will be some free stuff uh, mm. every day for a week or so. And mm. Fallout 4 has some free stuff in its uh, shop there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they did one for Fallout Shelter as well, some free stuff, though they only do that for the mobile version instead of, you know, the four other platforms they've also released it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, PC and the consoles. That's uh, always get ignored in that stuff, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, their last update for the anniversary month, they st- stuck this in right at the bottom. Uh, that Fallout 4 is getting a new gen upgrade for uh, next year. It'll be on mm-hmm. PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, as well as PC getting some sort of upgrade to it mm-hmm. as well. Uh, they mention performance mode features for high frame rates, quality features for 4K resolution gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, more bug fixes, as well as uh, unlocking a bunch of Creation Club content for players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like what the anniversary edition for Skyrim did for people on the PC and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good because that game had some rough edges to it. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> even after all the updates, when they stopped mm-hmm. doing stuff for it. Yeah. Uh, so they say it's going to be a free upgrade. Mm. Uh, coming out sometime in 2023. Mm-hmm. And so that's nice to see. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, hey, here will be a 
good running version of this game for consoles. Yeah. So we had a PS4 and Xbox One, the base versions. You had a hell of a time with this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it'll be good to have a version of this that runs pretty well. Mm-hmm. You'll need to install mods in weird ways on uh, PlayStation or Xbox to get it running 60 FPS on the new consoles and mm-hmm. do another weird mod stuff, which all that disables the trophies and achievements. Yeah. So I think people would probably like to have uh, those upgrades without having to sacrifice that stuff. Mm, definitely. So yeah, we'll have to see how the, what all the details we get on that as we get closer to that sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's in the earlier part of the year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. And speaking of games coming to consoles, uh, Glover mm. is one of those. That's a game that's... Yeah. Existed at one point. Yeah. Uh, a neat idea of having like the, you know, classic iconic sort of cartoon white glove become mm-hmm. a character in a platformer mm-hmm. uh, where you're kind of moving a ball around, uh, occasionally picking it up to throw at enemies, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, just wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Probably a better idea than what the devs could pull off. Mm. Uh, but it got a bit of a remaster for the PC earlier this year. Yeah. And that was pretty rough from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was uh, a bit buggy and all that. It's not quite what people expected, but uh, yeah. uh, Cubite Interactive has picked up the game to get it onto the consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, mm-hmm. uh, as well as I think the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, so you got some of that uh, weird British 3D platformer stuff. They didn't have a great generation for that stuff at that point. Like maybe the banjo games are only good ones of those. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Donkey Kong Country was a mess. Well, I mean, like, Donkey Kong 64. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Donkey Kong Country games, on the other hand, are good. That 64, yeah. however, is the. Like the the most just the worst of a collectathon that you can have. Yeah, the epitome of what's bad about collectathon platformers, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you got five players uh, for five characters to swap between. You just constantly yep. see stuff to collect for each of them, but then you have to go back to the 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 place to swap to the other one, and then get back, mm. and it's just full of annoyances. Oh yeah. Uh, Lover is just not a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just kind of continues that, but maybe if you can get it on the cheap, maybe you give it a shot. Uh, but maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, they announced some other stuff that was coming out alongside this mm-hmm. uh, from Cubite Interactive for retro games. Yep. Uh, there's Brave Battle Saga, The Legend of the Magic Warrior, hmm. which is a Genesis RPG. Yep. Developed by Taiwanese studio Chanpu Technology, mm-hmm. uh, that they are also coming out next year. At some point, Legend of Wukong, which was a gen- also Genesis RPG, developed mm-hmm. by Gamtech. So there's some interesting stuff as well. A couple of beat 'em ups here. Beat 'em up mm-hmm. archives, Iron Commando and Legend, mm-hmm. which are developed by uh, French studio Arcade Zone. Mm-hmm. For the Super Nintendo, and both those came out in the mid '90s, so people get a second chance to check those out. 
mm. as well as Stone Protectors, uh, British studio Eurocom, released for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some might be games that uh, very niche amounts of people really oh, yeah. liked. Uh, but you'll get chances to check them out again mm-hmm. in remastered form. So some neat stuff there. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the thing you get out of these a lot of these smaller publishers is a lot of those mm-hmm. niche releases that none of the bigger publishers that might have rights to those games would ever think about touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like how you get a lot of uh, smaller uh, studios sort of re-releasing stuff on you know Blu-ray and DVD that mm-hmm. you know the big studios would touch because it's too much work for too little profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, speaking of big studios, CD Projekt Red. Oh, yeah. They announced a bunch of code names last month, I think it was. Yeah. That were like, okay, what the hell are these things? Mm-hmm. Uh, we now know that the one called Canis Majoris mm. is actually a remake of the original The Witcher. Yeah. And, uh, which uh, was an early 2000s uh, PC game that very much looks and feels like that. Yeah, it very much plays like an old, like a sort of off-brand Bioware game, um, and uh, yeah, it's essentially. I played the original. It's first of all, its combat was terrible. I just need to point that out. Um, it yeah, was, they're definitely still trying to figure out what they were doing then. Yeah, um, and there are there's just some issues with that original game. Um, when you compare it to its sequels, it's hard to re- it's almost hard to believe that it was ever the same franchise. But you know, Witcher Two was such a massive step up in quality compared to the first one. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, it's like, hey, you're working on this like third person RPG that's a bit like the like your typical computer RPGs of like the late '90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. but all trying to get into like the the way that like Jade Empire and what Mass Effect would be doing for mm-hmm. those sorts of games mm-hmm. uh, to bring them more in line with you know the the big stuff that people wanted on uh, consoles and such mm-hmm. and yeah they eventually went and did like a uh, an upgrade version of that I forget what it's called uh, it was like a definitive edition or something but Obviously, that was more to get it closer to what the yeah, enhanced edition mm-hmm. to get it more in line with what The Witcher Two was doing mm-hmm. at that point. But you know, still, still the original game at its core, mm-hmm. as much as they tried to do some overhaul stuff to it. But yeah, this time mm-hmm. they'll get a better crack at it and kind of you know really get back more to what the uh, people that are sort of newly into the franchise would be interested in checking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they don't have any extra details on this really. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little, just announcing that this is what it is. No dates yet, so it may not even be out until maybe 2024 at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Who knows? but yeah, the the developers Fool's Theory, some former Witcher devs. Mm-hmm. So they get pulled back in to work on more Witcher stuff. Yeah. I'm uh, hoping maybe they can sort of, they can definitely relationship mechanic 
of that of the original because part of what made the first Witcher kind of infamous was the fact that you had a uh, there was a bunch of different female characters that you could sleep. I mean, to be fair, in Witcher two and three, it's the same thing, but the mechanic is handled a lot better because yeah. uh, in the first game, it more or less accounted to collectible nudie cards. <laughs> yeah, but uh, which is like the thing that like Yakuza did. Yeah, uh, that was more of a real thing in Japan of like get these uh these weird little sexy cards mm-hmm. that you could collect, kind of. But yeah, this. As a game was of its era. Yep. Much like the second game was of its era where they, that came out around the time they had the Playboy cover with, uh, I forget which character it was that was from The Witcher 2 was in that. Uh, but yeah, that's, that was the whole thing there. Mm-hmm. And obviously in the third, they had the whole weird scene with the, the stuffed unicorn. Yeah. I was like, all right, you guys are well, just the stuffed uni- Well, the unicorn was a, was a was a reference to the books. <laughs> yeah. Um but like as a whole like weird sex scene thing. Mm-hmm. In it, but yeah. That's gonna be neat to see. Whatever this turns out to be, it'll probably be a lot better than if you tried oh. to jump into The Witcher uh-huh. uh, these days. Whereas uh that's again that brought the whole interesting thing it was like, oh you got this one sword for the monsters and one sword for like the humanoids. Uh, to take on, and they kind of kept that around, but it wasn't as clunky as it was in the original. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. That mm-hmm. one out's a interesting thing. Here's another neat thing. Uh, the I think we talked about this uh, a while ago, where there was a concerted group effort to get uh, a bunch of the Super Nintendo manuals uh, scanned mm-hmm. in high res onto archive.org. Yep. And this time around, uh, a group has uh, done that for all the U.S. PlayStation 2 manuals, Mm -hmm. uh, which is no easy feat because the PS2 had a shit ton of games out there, way more than the the Super Nintendo had. And so, yeah, they've been working on this for quite a while. They have over Mm 4,000 manuals in there. Uh, So, yeah. I know they have about 2,000 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 4,000 total, but that's also other region games where a lot of regions just got exclusive games for them. Mm-hmm. I can look up, like, I think the EU or maybe just the UK itself got, like, these weird licensed games based on, like, you know, the Beverly Hills Cop mm-hmm. kind of shit where it's like, this is a terrible game, but mm-hmm. must have been a cheap license to get here to try to cash in on whatever little quality you could get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole set's about uh, 17 gigs in a zip. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, the set comes in at roughly 17 gigs. It was 230 gigabits before compression. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, a lot of space for that stuff. But yeah, that's uh, nearly 2000 manuals. So oh yeah, definitely worth uh, looking at this stuff. Cause that's a thing that doesn't really exist anymore. Nope. Uh, very few games come out with manuals these days. Yeah. If you're lucky they'll point you to you know a website for a PDF. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most just do it all in-game. Mm-hmm. Which is also good. Yeah. Because a lot of the games that were not designed to be like, hey, you don't need a manual to play this. You yeah. Just learn in the game. It's just like, no, if you didn't look at the manual, you're 
up shit creek trying to figure out what mm-hmm. the fuck you're doing in some of these games. But that stuff got better with the PS2 and obviously with the PS3 and onward. Mm. Uh, PS2 was probably the last gen where you could find games where they didn't give a shit if you didn't read the manual. Mm-hmm. They'll just tell you go deal with it, go read it. So even if you got to yeah. use copy that didn't come with it. Yeah. And look up the game facts walkthrough or whatever. Yeah. This is especially infamous for like some old games like uh what's that game called? Tropical Island or whatever, or the SNES, where like one of the main puzzles in the game actually involved you having to actually take the physical manual and like like I think you had to like dip part of it in water or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately like Nintendo Switch Online doesn't include the manuals with those games. Mm-hmm. Or even have like a defined website for looking at them. Yeah. Talk about games that don't necessarily explain anything to you and could just have any control scheme because there wasn't really much of a standard at that point. Mm-hmm. And those, uh, especially the NES and Super Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there you go. Something to look through for nostalgia purposes or just see like, what manuals looked like. Mm. Those don't really exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, let's go to the next story here. Rocksteady Studios. They are working on Mm. uh, the new uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yep. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, their founders, co-founders, Sefton Hill and Jamie Walker, have announced that they are departing from the studio. Mm. Uh, They are leaving things to... Let's see. They announced Nathan Burlows being uh, promoted to studio director. Darius Sadehian as studio product div- uh, director mm-hmm. uh, in their place. And it seems like they've kind of done everything they wanted to do at Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to do some new stuff. So they'll, I'm assuming they'll probably form a new studio mm-hmm. sometime in the next year or so as they work on something new. Mm. If they gotten tired of working on DC stuff or, you know, working on a very t- uh, specific type of game for the last nearly uh, 13, 14 years at this point. Yeah, especially. Uh, maybe they want some new stuff to do. Mm-hmm. As they call it, a new adventure in gaming that they're trying to work on. So, yeah. yeah. Suicide Squad's out next spring at some point. No date yet. I'm assuming that'll be revealed at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. That would seem like a good place to announce that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it seems like they've got other longtime people to replace them, so they're probably not going to change too much uh, for mm-hmm. as they're in the the final parts of that last that new game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not really too much to mess up at this point, other than just polishing and finishing up uh, everything for launch. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that turns out better than Gotham Knights seems to have. Do you yeah. want to talk about a game where bad decisions early on affected the final game? That seems yeah. like a textbook example. Definitely. Where it's like one of the the first big games on the new consoles that is, has no like uh, fidelity or performance modes, all mm-hmm. at 4K 30 FPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want 60 FPS, you have to get on PC and have a good enough machine for that, which is like, what were those PS4 and Xbox One versions looking like before they canceled it? Yeah. 
And I say it's due to the way that they do their networking for cross-platform play. And it's like, yeah, that seems like a lot of weird tech decisions that happen that handcuffed how you uh, make that game run as good as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the, the last bit here. Activision, Blizzard. I've uh, been in uh, a few different lawsuits. Uh, this one involves the California Civil Rights Department, which was formerly mm-hmm. known as the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, mm. the DFEH. They changed that at some point in the last year. As uh, Activision Blizzard has been trying to get this case thrown out. Yeah. And uh, the initial one uh, to the Los Angeles Superior Court dismissed it on grounds of a technicality. Mm-hmm. Uh, namely, the department had failed to comply with its pre-filing obligation for bringing uh, it to uh, whatever. But uh, they basically shot that down. Activision also claimed that the CRD fueled a media campaign to tarnish the reputation of Activision Blizzard. It was like, no, you did that yourselves. Uh, assuming this would set see them off the hook, the court declined to do so. However, mm-hmm. so Activision Blizzard more recently took things to the Court of Appeal. We've also said, get the fuck out of here. Mm. Uh, the CRE, CRD issued a statement earlier this week celebrating this victory saying, with the Court of Appeals denial of a writ of mandate, the CRD will continue litigating this case to enforce the civil rights guarantees in the Fair Employment and Housing Act, the California Equal Pay Act, on behalf of women who worked for Activision. Mm-hmm. The Court of Appeals ruling allows the CRD to continue pursuing relief for the thousands of women in California who have suffered sex-based discrimination, harassment, and retaliation as Activision workers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that seems like this case won't happen until Sometime well into next year. Mm. Uh, But Activision did respond here saying the legislature established clear rules for the DFEH and the agency ignored them in its rush to file a lawsuit. These are fundamental violations that invalidated the DFEH's authority to sue. The second district's decision not to consider the matter before trial is disappointing. Mm. We look forward to demonstrating that the rule of law applies equally to those tasked with enforcing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is like, we're going to get revenge on you for trying to follow the law. So good luck, Activision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's... Yeah. Ugh. yeah, the fact that they they were... The, the fact that they were reduced to trying to get the whole thing thrown out purely on technicality is uh, not a good look for them. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yes. It's definitely the sort of thing you try to do, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely that seemed like their main plan to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And now they'll have to try to figure out something else. Mm. So yeah, they're uh, going to have to go to court at some point next year mm-hmm. uh, over that one. I don't, I don't know what the status of the other ones are. I think the the federal one got settled at some point. Mm. I forget if there are any others. I think there's at least another one out there mm-hmm. uh, for that. So, yeah, good luck, Activision Blizzard. Yeah. You're need it. Seriously. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for the show mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for the month. Um, yep. We'll be back as November begins. Uh-huh. As the holiday season marches on. Yeah. 
and stomps us to death. Yep. Here, but yeah, next week will be interesting. Or this week will be interesting here, and next week will be God of War mm-hmm. week. Uh, I figure what's coming out this week. Uh, I could definitely check at least the Xbox app and see if there's any Game Pass stuff here coming out soonish. Mm-hmm. Of course, it takes forever to load. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, coming to Game Pass. What does it say here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, load this last. Load everything else first. Yeah. yeah. It's still just showing me gray boxes. You ever load the Game Pass app on the console and it just doesn't have, here's what just came out on Game Pass? Yeah. I'm like, is it not on here? I looked the whole thing and I had to like close it and open it up again to get it. Yeah. It's, it's just it's weird. irritating. Uh, I okay. I don't know why it does that. It's just weird. Yeah. So The Legend of Tian Ding is out tomorrow, Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a side-scrolling action game about Liao Tianding, a legendary Ty- Taiwanese folk hero. Mm-hmm. So that looks neat. Uh, what kind of game is that? Are you going to tell me, Paige? <laughs> Where is the information for this? Read more? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's just a side-scrolling game. Mm. You battle the colonial authorities in style with a Tonto, Waste mm-hmm. Sash, and Fast Pace. Kung Fu and tightly tuned technical combat. Mm-hmm. So that seems more like uh, some uh, Streets of Rage 4 ass. You better be on your shit or you're going to get your ass kicked kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I guess it's also on console as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. The other stuff they were showing here is uh, Football Manager 2023 mm-hmm. on the 7th. Pentamits the 15th. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be an interesting game to play. Then Hello Neighbor 2 on December 6th and High on Life December 12th. Mm-hmm. As far as what they've been out so far. So some neat stuff there to check out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, for Brandon, for joining us this week. Always. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news and games to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you all then. If you enjoy the show, feel free to uh let friends and family know. And yep. if uh, any select strangers that are uh, interested in podcasts, tell them mm-hmm. to go vote first and then tell them about our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause voting is important. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a good week ahead. We'll see you all next time. Have a good one.